0: Think back on the most successful moment of your life. Maybe you won an award or gave a speech to a large audience. Whatever the moment, it probably made you feel a cut above the rest. But what happens when we get addicted to that feeling? Let's dive in. Hello friends, welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. And that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory bringing you the story of a man whose desire to be seen caused him to be blind to everyone else's needs in his life. But we'll see just how his eyes were open in today's Unshackled Audio Drama podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The story of David Trippichano.
2: So it's true. You are having an affair with this guy.
0: Uh, Dave! Get out! Hey, hey,
3: buddy, just relax. I said
2: get out of the car! (laughs) Let go of me! You've been messing with my wife, you lousy...
1: Stop it, Dave! Stop it! Don't you hit Bill again! Why did you come here like this? I'm
2: your husband, remember?
1: All you ever cared about was yourself!
2: All those times you said you were shopping, you deceitful woman! How could you do this to me?
1: Please, just go! And leave us alone!
2: I gotta get to an appointment, but when I get home tonight, you better be out of the house! I never want to see either of you again!
0: This is Unshackled, dramatizing true-life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. Here at the Mission, we minister to over 1,500 people every month. We serve over 1,000 hot meals a day. We provide safe shelter for more than 50 women and children every night. And we ultimately introduce them to the one who sticks closer than a brother, which is what this program celebrates. Now for Broadcast Around the Earth, here is episode number 3746 in the series Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. His wife was having an affair, so his outrage was justified, right? Except that the man in our story was himself no stranger to infidelity and adultery. This is the story of how he learned fidelity from one who is never unfaithful. It's the true testimony of Dave Trippichano, right now on Unshackled.
2: I was the oldest child and the only boy in my family. My mother spoiled me and I became the hunting and fishing buddy of my dad, who was an avid outdoorsman. I had a very cherished role within my family, but at school, it was different. I was only four in kindergarten, so I was the smallest kid in the class, and I longed for attention, so I was a show-off. That backfired and branded me an oddball. I wasn't good at sports and was never chosen for a team, so I opted to be the best at other things, always hoping to prove to the guys around me that I was better than them. In junior high I discovered a talent for music and practiced the trumpet three hours a day. I played a solo at our high school graduation that got a standing ovation. The quest to be number one and my insensitivity to the feelings of others led me down a destructive path. Popularity brought an array of girls and unleashed passions within me that I didn't try to restrain. In college, I dated many girls. I married, divorced, and married again, always drawn by a lust for more and proven to other guys that I was a number one with girls. By the time I met Allison, I was enjoying my position as a school band director.
1: I recognized you the minute I saw you, Mr. Trippichano.
2: Please, call me Dave.
1: That seems impertinent. After all, you were a teacher at my high school.
2: Band director, and I'm not your teacher now. Besides, you weren't in the band.
1: No, I wasn't. But all the girls in the band had a crush on you.
2: Really? (laughs) I worked hard to make ours the best marching band in the county.
1: You succeeded, Dave.
2: I play in a group that has gigs and bars around town, too. You'll have to come and listen sometime. I'd like that. I'd like that too. So, Allison, you're a senior in college now?
1: Yes, a math major. Older than some because I had to work my way through.
2: You graduated at to the top of your class in high school, didn't you?
1: <laughs> salutatorian. But my family is poor, and they couldn't help me with the expenses.
2: Yeah, I know what that's like. My parents were second generation Italian immigrants.
1: I have lots of brothers and sisters. Do you?
2: No. I'm the only son with two younger sisters. So, mom and my grandparents spoiled me. <laughs> that would be easy to do. Would you like to help spoil me by having dinner with me tonight?
1: Uh... You're married.
2: My wife and I are legally separated. We don't live together. My thoughts were, how could a man be faithful with so many pretty women eager for my company? At the time, I had a three-year-old stepson, and I enjoyed being with him, but... I walked out of his life and his mother's. I was dating another woman when I met Allison, but that fell through, so I pursued Allison. After a few dates, I moved into her apartment. What does your wife say about me? It doesn't matter. I already filed for divorce, and it'll be final in a few weeks.
1: I'm sorry about your stepson.
2: I had to choose between him and you. It's no contest.
1: My parents found out you're living here, and they don't like it. Why? They're very religious.
2: I'm glad you're not.
1: Well, I respect them and their faith so I go to church with them sometimes. Why don't you go with us? They'd like that. Sure,
2: why not? I didn't consider how Allison's parents felt about our living arrangements, or the little boy I left behind and would come to know me as daddy. My music, my career, my prestige, a band director with great aspirations is all that mattered to me. Going to church with Allison and her
4: parents painted me with respectability. I like that. If you think your good works will get you into heaven, you're in for a shock. In Matthew, Jesus says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You can be honest, pay your taxes, work hard, even recycle, and still die and go to hell. Because the Bible says, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. And the wages of sin is death. Unless you are born again by the Spirit of God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, you are not saved and will be separated from God eternally. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. That's why Jesus died for you to wash away your sins and make you acceptable to a holy God. People don't want to accept the message of the cross of Jesus Christ, but his cross is the only way to heaven, because only the pure and holy blood of the Son of God can cleanse you. There is no other way. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world.
1: What did you think of the preacher?
2: He sure uses a lot of scripture.
1: When he learned you're the school's band director, he asked if you would consider directing the choir at church. Huh.
2: I'd be happy to. Really? Anything for you.
1: Aww. (laughs) So, shall we get married in the spring or later in the summer?
2: As soon as my divorce is final, but my folks won't come to the wedding.
1: My parents aren't too thrilled about our marriage either. But they'll change when they see how happy I am with you.
2: They don't realize times have changed since they were younger. There is one with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. But I was oblivious to what God said or what he wanted. We married and Allison graduated from college. I bought some land in the country and we built an inexpensive home. I became church choir director, not because I cared about God. It was all motivated by pride. I had a chance to show off my talents and impress people. I was not faithful during my previous two marriages But by the time our children were born, I settled down with Allison.
4: Hey, how's that new baby? Hmm,
1: Very sweet-natured.
2: A second daughter. My cup runneth over. Ah, Will you take them fishing and hunting, Dave? If they want to go, why not? Hey, I hear the school band won the state championship. That's not all. We've been invited to play at halftime on TV for the NFL game next week. Oh, congratulations. I'll be sure to watch. Uh, I have my eye on a band director's job in a bigger school district. Well, you're not moving, are you? If I get the job. and why wouldn't I? My qualifications are excellent. Oh, we'll have to find a new music director.
1: I don't want to move,
2: Dave. This is my home. This is for a good cause, honey. We have to make sacrifices in life. I uprooted Allison from her family and our new home against her wishes. I gave little consideration to her feelings. She followed me to another part of the state where I took over a bigger and more prestigious band program. Although we attended church, I didn't have a clue about living for Christ. Many people shared the gospel with me, including my brother-in-law, but pride filled my heart. I lived for myself as five years passed.
1: You can't mean that we have to move again! We're doing fine right where we are! It's
2: a great opportunity. Better school, more prestige. The kids will have to change schools. They'll adjust. This is a bigger school district, better band program. It's a chance to make a name for myself. Plus, we live close to a great hunting and fishing area. Lakes and everything. I can teach the kids to sail. I've always wanted to sail the intercoastal waterway. What about my job? You're talented, Allison. You'll land another one.
1: I hate the thought of moving again. Making new friends?
2: We'll get a fantastic new house, and you'll be happy. We rented a house, and a young man named Phil shared the house with us. Allison seemed overly friendly and flirtatious, and I was jealous. After we moved into our regular home, I had no idea that she stayed in contact with him. I was wrapped up in my own self-centered world. Our son was born, and three years passed. This is Dave.
5: Dave, do you know where Allison is?
2: Uh, I was shopping. Why?
5: Actually, she's with another man. (laughs) That young man, Phil. What? I don't believe you. Oh, it's true. It's true. Ask the neighbors. It's been going on for a long time and (laughs) I just thought you'd want to know. Go to that park outside of town and you'll find them.
2: That's when I found them together. I yanked Phil out of the car and punched him so hard I broke his glasses. I was reaping what I sowed, but I never thought about that. When I got home that evening, Allison's car was loaded with her things and our children's.
1: I'm almost ready to go.
2: I see you packed the kids' things, too.
1: You can't take care of them by yourself. They'll have to go with me.
2: I didn't think about that. Have you told them why you're leaving? Not yet. Dave... Can't we talk? What do you want me to say? That I forgive you? I'm devastated, Allison. I know. How long's this gone on? <sighs> Ever since he stayed with us. Four years? I'm
1: sorry. I, I didn't mean for it to happen. I, I didn't want to hurt you.
2: I thought we had a good marriage. I've been faithful to you.
1: Faithful, maybe, but you put everything in your life ahead of me. Your career, your music. Sailing, hunting, fishing, photography, you never paid any attention to me!
2: You should have talked to me about it if you had a problem.
1: I shouldn't have to! When you love someone, you want to spend time with them!
2: I had no idea you were unhappy. Because you were always too wrapped up in yourself to notice. I'm sorry, Allison. Wait! Why am I apologizing to you? You're the one who's been unfaithful!
1: Can you forgive me?
2: How do I know it won't happen again?
1: It won't. I I promise. Let's not throw away 12 years of marriage. Think about our children.
2: You promise never to see him again? Yes,
1: yes, I'll never see him again.
2: Then. Then I'm willing to forgive and I'll try to forget. Oh,
1: thank you, Dave.
2: From now on, I'll try to be a better husband and father. You'll see. cried and talked all night. We even went on a romantic second honeymoon to the Florida Keys. I treated her like a princess for the next year. That was the best year of our marriage. Then the clouds gathered again.
1: What phone call are you talking about?
2: The kids said you locked the bedroom door and stayed on the phone for an hour. Wouldn't let them in. It was nothing important. None of their business. Are you seeing Phil again? No. You swore you wouldn't have anything to do with it. It wasn't him. I don't believe you. Swear on your children's lives that you weren't talking to him.
1: Dave. Swear it. I, I swear on my children's lives I wasn't talking to him.
2: Two days later, we woke up late to a rainstorm. Allison was late for work, and she left home ahead of me. So I offered to take the kids to school. It was raining so hard, it was difficult to see anything. The road had a steep downhill grade on a sharp curb, and leaves had clogged the ditch, so the water ran across the road, making a small river. That's when we saw Allison's car. It had crashed and was wrapped around a tree. She was badly injured and was barely alive.
0: Folks, we'll get back to David's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. and then click the Donate button. Or you can always write a check. Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the story of David Tripiciano.
3: I came as soon as I heard, Dave. Thank you, Pastor. How is she? She... she didn't make it.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry. The police said her seatbelt wasn't fastened. And that wasn't like her at all. But she was in a hurry because she was late for work.
3: And the rain didn't help.
2: water was running across the road and she lost control of the car when she plowed into the water. Did the children see the accident? Yes. We came on it with a few minutes later. My son is too young to realize what happened, but the girls, they saw her, they're all bloody.
3: (laughs) We're praying for all of you, Dave.
2: I was devastated by Allison's death. At the funeral, I learned that she was still seeing Phil However, the pastor's sermon that day brought convictions to my heart of my personal need for salvation. Allison had disappointed me, but I had also disappointed the Lord. I had rejected His words throughout the years, which really was a greater sin than my wife could ever commit. Day after day, I thought of the many things I should have done differently, and finally, I cried out to God. One night, after a day of hunting, I knelt alone in the woods. Oh God, my life is at an end. If it wasn't for the children, I couldn't go on. If I hadn't failed Alison as a husband, she wouldn't have turned to someone else. Lord, for Allison and me, it's too late, but I want to start a new life with you. I repent of the sins that I've committed against you. I'm really sorry for the way I've lived. Would you save me, Lord, and give me a new life? Would you take the rest of my life and use me for your plans? Use my gifts and talents for your work. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. Come into my heart and life, Jesus. Months later, the pastor's sermon reminded me of who I had been.
3: Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Are you following Jesus Christ? Or are you following your own whims, your own agenda? Jesus also said, A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them, A fruit tree doesn't strain to bring forth fruit. It comes naturally. And the same is true for us when we walk
2: in the Spirit of God. Doing okay, Dave? Better than ever. Oh yeah? Well, I've been religious for the praise of men, but now that I'm saved, I just want to please the Lord. He's really changing my prideful heart.
3: The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Only God can transform the heart as the Holy Spirit comes to live in us.
2: I spent more than 40 years of my life selfishly following only what made me feel and look good. Now I just want Jesus to be pleased with me. Amen, Dave. All that the world offers is empty. It loses its attraction in time. Boy, I'll say. Hey, uh, by the way, I met a young widow, a Christian with two small children. The one who lost her husband in a plane crash? Yes. we become friends. Good.
3: And you both will need the Word of God to heal you emotionally.
2: Marcy and I began the date, and we married a year and a half later. It isn't easy to blend two families, let alone two with five children between them. She had two, and I had three. All of us had been hurt. All of us were deeply wounded by loss and disappointment. We made every mistake that new couples and parents, old and new, make as we... Struggle to learn to live as one in the Lord.
5: Why didn't you consult me before you made these plans? I didn't think you'd mind. Ah, oh, Dave, you treat me as if I
2: don't exist. That's not true. You know I love you, but I have my own needs. Oh, it's all about you, isn't it? No, it's about us, Marcy. I'm sorry I didn't discuss this with you. I should have.
5: Apology accepted. Dave. What are we gonna do? We argue much more than I expected.
2: Yeah. Sometimes I just want to run away and hide.
5: (laughs) You better not find my hiding place.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We have kids to consider, so I guess we can't do that.
5: Yeah. You know, God never said it would be easy. He did say, I will never leave you or forsake you.
2: The Bible also says, iron sharpens iron.
5: But does your iron have to be so heavy?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I stepped down from my job as director of a large, prestigious marching band to take a low-key job as an elementary band director. God was guiding my life, and it was wonderful. The school had a video production studio, and the Lord showed me how this could be used for His glory
5: was a good production, Dave!
2: My first one, and I wanted you to see it. Oh,
5: good job! You're very
2: talented, honey. I really enjoy putting together videos, writing the script, choosing the sound, cutting the images to match and tell the story. God has gifted you. For His glory. I've always wanted to be the best. Now, I want to be the best for Him. There is a difference. And because it's a Christian school video? I can use scripture. Of course. See, I, I could make hunting and fishing videos that teach Christian principles. <laughs> you do like to hunt and fish. I am so grateful to God for you, for this job, for the gifts and talents he gave me. He's using you, honey. And I'm so honored. Lord, just keep me humble so I can remain useful. We took our daughter for an interview to attend a Christian school near us. and. Somehow, the principal knew of my musical background. Later, I talked with our pastor.
3: How did you like the school?
2: They want me to be the band director.
3: They have a band?
2: A small one, so it's only part-time. The principal was overjoyed when he learned my background.
3: I thought you gave that up.
2: I did. But it turns out they've been praying for a band director all summer.
3: Well, it looks like God answered their prayer.
2: I'm not convinced that I should do that again.
3: Unless it's God's will for you.
2: I'm working so hard to stay away from anything that will seem to exalt me in any way.
3: Sounds like you're walking in the spirit. And when you do that, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh.
2: The principal said the kids have lost interest in the band.
3: Well, it's up to you to spark their interest.
2: The Lord healed the wounds in our children's lives and also in ours. He made us a family unified by his word. I took the job at the school, and in 12 years, I went from part-time to full-time, from 30 kids to 160. That has been the most satisfying and enjoyable season of my life. Hey, look at this, kids, kids, new uniforms donated to us, Yay! Yay! and they're even in our school colors. Yay! Okay, okay, listen up. Now. We're going to put a cross right in the middle of the street for this parade. And when we march down the street, the cross will go before us as we play. We'll even release a white dove from the foot of the cross. So play your best and do all to the glory of God. As I got older, I stepped down from directing the marching band to part-time band director at three small Christian schools. God even let me start a band and lesson program for homeschooled students. I get to work for some of the greatest kids in the world. But God had yet another great ministry for me. You want to sail the
5: Intracoastal Waterway? Yes, it's been a lifelong dream. Oh, I knew you liked to sail, but that's a big challenge.
2: It is, but I think the trip can be used to glorify the Lord. My boat is a 25-foot sailboat with a shallow water keel that's perfect for the intercoastal waterway. I want to name the boat Speed. I'll paint the fish on it, symbolizing Christians becoming fishers of men, and I'll fly the Christian flag at the top of the mast, a witness to everyone who sees it. God has blessed me so much, Marcy. He really has, Dave. How long will you be gone? More than a month. It's over a thousand miles. Call it a short-term mission trip.
5: Huh. I will miss you, but I know that you can share the Gospel with many people along the way.
2: I made that trip in 2003. Starting in Florida, I sailed north, having many adventures and meeting all kinds of people. Several times I went aground, but God was with me the whole journey. I give my testimony to men's groups, telling of God's wonderful grace in my life. What are your gifts and talents? They come from God and belong to Him. If you know Christ as Savior, surrender everything to Him and let God use your talents to touch the lives of others. He will bless you in ways you never expected.
0: But there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all listening friend he gave himself for you to ransom you from the enemy of your soul if you're in the clutches of something you cannot control Jesus came to set you free he said the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. All you have to do is repent of your sins right now. Ask God to save you and believe. There are no special words, but they must be sincere with all your heart because God can see the motives of your heart. If you need help in making this crucial decision, get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org, or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform. Unshackled Daily Devotionals, and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is Psalm 51.10, which says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is a gorgeous little thing, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and cut in such a way as to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. If you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for the picture. Now, unfortunately, folks, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. That's your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced December 19th, but the deadline for entry is December 3rd. That's December 3rd as the deadline for entry. We look forward to hearing from you, and next time cynthia Wenz was a happy little girl
1: i've always said if an artist sketched a painting of my childhood it'd feature a vibrant creative active and adorable four-year-old dancing on top of a volkswagen bug on 16th street in south philly
0: but when her family's life was upended her whole sense of security unraveled
1: (laughs) mom mom, what is it is nanny hurt is she okay (laughs) honey she's gone
0: (laughs) she sought love any way she could get it
1: So who's off limits? Which one do you like? Jay, the biker boy. Oh, and they have a lot of drugs and are a good time.
0: Leading to multiple pregnancies and multiple abortions.
1: Mom, I might be pregnant. I suspected as much. We need to get you an abortion.
0: Would she discover the one thing that could fill the emptiness in her soul?
1: (laughs) I ended God's creation within me. What am I going to do?
0: Don't miss part one of the true story of Cynthia Wenz on the next Unshackled. Heard in the true story of David Tripiciano were Stephen Spencer, Amanda Markeski, Tom Geich, Lisa Keefe, and Demetrius Troy. Original music Don Badorf. sound effects Demetrius Troy, sound assistant Martin Robinson, recording engineer David Pierczynski, audio engineer Michael Kahn, script Kennetha Gabler. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then. I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.